Oh no, Lane, you're muted. Oh, sorry. Wrong button. All right, we are getting ready to get started. Sorry, it's been a very fun, busy day. All of us in the All Elite Zone have been putting together probably one of our most in-depth um, podcast, especially I know myself and Aiden, like we like we have a whole list of things to talk about on this very special WrestleMania edition of the All Lead Zone. So before we get diving into our conversation and some of our favorite moments, let me introduce you to you guys my favorite tag team partners. First off, we have the creator. We have the mastermind. He is the guy that designs those beautiful graphics every week. Connor, welcome to the show, buddy. Uh, can you guys hear me? Yeah, you're good. All right. Uh, yeah, uh, what a mania, just in the comments. Yeah, what a mania weekend. This is going to be a fun, uh, it's probably, probably going to be one of the funnest th- uh, segments, uh, topics that we've had on here. Uh, it's good to be on. Awesome, man. Well, thanks for ha- coming on. Adam, buddy, he is the bearded wonder. He is wearing a CM Punk shirt. He is the crazy mm-hmm. Florida man. He's got, you know, masters and a bachelor's degree in communications and broadcasting. He makes us sound good every week with his beautiful angelic voice. Adam, thank you for joining us. Thanks, guys. Can everybody hear me? Yeah, you're good, Orange. Okay, this is weird, but I can't see any of your screens. That's the weird part. So I can't see oh, any well. of your faces. <laughs> but yeah, you're, you're good. Weird. We can hear you loud and clear. You're cool. Clear I just can't see any of you. Sad. I, I, might, I might have to back out and then come back. all right give me one second i'll be right back all right no worries all right and finally we have one of the best bookers in fantasy booking he is the curly haired genius like you can just see the knowledge in his floof in his hair we have aiden thanks for joining us tonight my friend uh thank you for having me the hair is herring today i don't know what i did i didn't do anything different the uh it just looks extra like nice and lovely so, ah, man, this is going to be a very, very controversial episode. Um, so it looks like we have a pretty decent turnout in the chat. So make sure you guys, um, as we're talking about our favorite moments, also talking about um, <clears throat> a very controversial mixed opinion WrestleMania. Um, and we'll get into that a little bit later because it's there's a lot going on in the last couple of days since Mania that I am surprised but not. So... Uh, do you guys want to do fair moments first, or do you guys want to dive deep into what's been going on and WrestleMania itself this week? Um, I, I think we could we could uh, if you want to talk about like we could talk about the good, the bad, and the ugly. We could start with the good yeah. first. All right, yeah, let's talk the good, the bad, and the ugly. Uh, but before that, we're gonna go to the chat real quick. Um, Ethan, lovely, you know, also always on the show. Um, what a mania, what a mania weekend, yeah. Um, it was a crazy, crazy week, but I think it's been overshadowed by certain news. Um, and then also going back to my comment about Connor doing the graphics, uh, Richie says, good job, Connor. Yeah. Thanks for watching, everyone. All right. So the good, <laughs> the bad, and the ugly. Let's start with the good. So, um, Aiden, what, I'm going to start with you. What, what, what's, uh, what was some of the good that you saw? on Saturday and Sunday of Mania this week. Well, is it cool if I <laughs> Friday as a part of Mania weekend? Because there's, yeah, there's a good yeah, amount of yeah, shows. Friday, yeah, sure. yeah mm-hmm. Friday, you got Super Card of Honor. Banger show. Banger show. Uh, I loved that Shibata is now the pure champion. I yeah. love that he just... Wheeler Yuta 
he messed around. He found out. <laughs> I love that. Uh, what else? I love Lucha Bros being tag champs in ROH. I think that's going to be really fun. Uh, GCW put on a few good shows. I didn't get to watch all of the matches. I mostly just stuck to Ibushi, and I also watched the Nick Gage and Maki Ito teaming up. So that was really fun. Uh, what did I like about Mania? I liked the Rhea Ripley Charlotte Flair match. Uh, I liked the Usos and KO and Sammy. Um, and from Mania, that sounds bad to say that's about it. But <laughs> you know, the thing is, like, it was a very, um, very interesting Mania layout for sure. Um, I agree with you on the Usos and Kevin Owens and Sammy Zayn. You know, I'm so glad that. You know, here's a little fun joke for you, but I'm so glad that Sammy and Kevin escaped the Uso penitentiary. Like I, uh, that was that was that made the whole night worth watching. Um, yeah, I agree with that one. Um, what about you, Connor? What would what was what, some of your favorite things that you saw this week? Um, I like the Intercontinental Championship. It's probably one of the best matches uh, on the card. Well, of night two, uh, I think night one, night two had. It's fair share of good moments, like little just picked out what you liked, and the rest was garbage. Uh, but the main event was really good uh, on night one. Uh, Charlotte Marie Ripley was pretty good. Um, <coughs> that was pretty much it for night one and night two. The main the main event was good. Uh, I don't want to talk about. Uh, <laughs> That's just, in the ugly. Just, uh, yeah, uh, yeah. It once says this about AEW, but they won't say about WWE. But Bubba Ray once said the uh, every fan remembers the ending of every show. Like that's what makes the show. That's what that's what the final result of the show is. Uh, they like to do it on AEW, but now it's the reversal effect. Uh, but besides that match, the, uh, the Intercontinental Championship match was good. Uh, Edge and Finn Balor was okay. Uh, did you see his cut? Like, do you see how many yeah. stitches and staples he had to get? Like, no wonder why they had a, a team come into the uh, the cell. Like, I thought, I'm like, oh my gosh, like, this is really part of the story. No, yeah. no, he literally busted his head open. Like, they was trying deep. to play McFoley. It was pretty deep. Uh, if anyone's seen the pictures on uh, <laughs> his socials, uh, yeah, it was it was it was, was one of the most nasty cuts I've seen. In a long time in wrestling, um, everything else is kind of dull. Did you, but I did like Edge coming out to like his that Slayer. Oh, yeah. was it Slayer that he came out to, or was it Metallica? Uh, I'm not sure what he. I think it was Slayer, if I remember correctly. I don't know and how they. I don't know how they can say Brood, but him not coming out to the Brood <laughs> music, like it, it, it shouldn't even be on the, the Titan Tron. That was a weird. That was a weird. Um, that was really weird about the whole like. The brood entrance. I thought his mask was cool. <coughs> it was but, Slayer that he came out to. Sorry, right. I just had yeah, to look it, was, it, it was. Yeah, it was. Yeah. So I thought Slayer. that was really cool. But you at least got to bring, you know, Gangrel. If you're gonna do a uh, brood type entrance, please Gangrel. The only yeah. thing that was brood about it was that it said brood on his. <laughs> it said brood and fire. I mean, like his entrance really is really cool. cool. He did have a cool uh, brood jacket though. Did you see his jacket that had Christian and Gangrel on the back? Yeah, that's so, I thought it was cool, but Gangrel like, Christian was there, yeah. just not in just in spirit. Just in spirit. Yeah, there you go. But the, really, the only good matches yeah. uh, with Billy Aiden, the Charlotte and Rhea Ripley, IC main event tag. 
I totally yeah. forgot about the icy match. I also like that one too. Oh, well, that yeah. one. Well, Edge that and one's Finn Balor. It's okay. I think I think Finn and Balor and Edge went better if the Demon would have would have won, or they wouldn't have done the Demon at all because, like, the Demon's supposed to be this really undefeatable being. You know, really the only person what until what what Joe is the only one to defeat the Demon on pay per view. Yeah, he was the but, first one. Yeah, but you, it, my opinion, it was kind of a waste. I, I know like there's once, a story with the Judgment Day and all that, but for me, it felt like a waste of. A I feel like once the Demon character got brought into WWE, it, they didn't like it, it. In NXT, that's where it. That's where that's yeah. where it shined the most. I will say his match against Seth Rollins, the Demon at SummerSlam was pretty good, but after that, he's never been the same. Well, not himself, but the way they booked him hasn't been the same since. For me, the demon hasn't been the same since he fought Roman Reigns and then flopped around like a fish on the floor and then <laughs> lost when the top turnbuckle broke. That was pretty goofy. So, yeah, it was. Um, I don't know. And did you also see that platform they built just for that spot? Yeah, yeah. I was like, that's kind of <laughs> taking the whole love, I guess, out of the Hell in a Cell. It, like, it was a great match. I had a lot of fun with it. Um, I, I, I was good. If I was rated from a scale from one out of ten, I'd probably give it a uh, four or five. Six being generous. I'd say I'd say six and a half out of ten. Six. I feel like I feel like it, it did like it did do its job. It was a good good spot to help transition into you know the main event. I mean, the main uh, event was great. Just no, just the, the ending. Yeah, we'll, we'll probably discuss the ending here in a little bit. Uh, but looking at the Intercontinental Championship match, that's got to be probably one of my, my matches of the year. Like, it seriously was three, you know, big European dudes beating the crap out of each other. And just some of the spots in there. Walter looked, you know, Gunter, he looked like a beast in that match. Adam, did you did you happen to watch any uh, moments from that match at all? or see I any? watched the whole thing. You watched um, the whole thing, really? Okay. I watched the whole match. I mean, I mean that was one of the matches I was actually looking forward to um, be just because of all, all three of who was involved in it. Um, I, I'm always impressed by all three of those guys, um, especially someone like Drew McIntyre, who, you know, when he came back to WWE after, you know, reinventing himself on the Indies, um, you know, putting on that muscle and, you know, growing his beard on actually kind of like maturing on the Indies. And then just seeing him putting on these matches, not only, you know, against Sheamus, but then Sheamus and, you know, Gunther at Clash of the Castles. And then, you know, this triple threat match at WrestleMania. Um, I, I honestly thought it was so brutal. And listening to the commentary, um, just all of them just like just quiet every time chops were coming. Um, it just and, and you saw it at the end of that match. All three guys chests were just completely bruised, completely red. And it just shows you the kind of brutes that those three are. And I'm actually glad uh, Gunther Walter retained because uh, there's still longevity to his story as Intercontinental Champion. Yeah, like it's – I feel like he's going to have a great dominant run with the IC title. And to be honest with you, if I'm going to book somebody, if it's not Cody, or if they're going to have you know Roman Reigns lose both titles – I could see Gunter next WrestleMania headlining and winning that championship. You know, he looked like a champion. Like, he, you know, he looks compared to like his NXT days. Like, he looks incredible. Like, he literally toned up. He looks great. He moves great. 
you know, he, I think, I think he almost reminds me of a, almost like a modern William Regal in a way. I, I feel like he's going to be one of the next big things, if not already the next big thing in wrestling. So. Yeah, no, I agree. It goes back to my, my statement on Drew McIntyre, where Drew McIntyre found his shape on the indies building up muscle and everything. Yeah. Walter went the complete opposite, dropped all that weight and gotten some great conditional shape. Um, and, and, and kind of like toned up his body, not toned up to the, like the definition of what like drew is, but literally drop that weight to where you can, it's just thin and he's, he's moving around the ring better and everything like that. And he's not gassed, you know, you look at that and that's the, that's the longevity of it, of the fact that the guy lasted almost an hour and 11 minutes in the Royal rumble match yeah. back in January. And then he just has this 20, 25 minute banger with Sheamus and Drew at WrestleMania. So it's like the guy, the guy can do it, you know? And, um, and he's always an, uh, he's an, a triple H boy. Uh, I, Hunter loves him. So, I mean, I think we're going to see him hold on to that intercontinental title for a while. I feel like he's making it prestige again. Like, I feel like he's bringing something to the IC belt that we'll get into this a little later that my opinion, something that's been lost at the United States championship. So I feel like I feel like Gunter is doing a great job with that. Um, Aiden, what did you think about the match? Did you enjoy it? I did enjoy it. I always uh, Gunther, I hate calling him that, is one <laughs> of my favorite wrestlers right now. I think like he is the perfect big man to any other like babyface. Look at his matches with Dragonov. Like that match is one of my favorites. Uh, both of them actually are one of my favorites. So. It's just he's always he always steps up in big matches. He's really deserving of a world championship, in my opinion. Any promotion, regardless of promotion, he's doing great things with the IC title. Uh, that I really just only have praise for him. Sheamus has been having, like, you would not expect he's like what forty four, forty five, like he's yeah. ha- he's having like just banger matches better than he's been having in the past. Um, what else? And then McIntyre, McIntyre is great. Uh, Besides potential contract issues that are going on in WWE, he seems like he could easily still be one of their their top guys. So, yeah, I remember. I wish he would have like an actual reign in front of people because mm-hmm. unfortunately he won it. You know, during unfortunately you know the global bastard, so you know he didn't get to enjoy you know held that championship in front of people and that win against Brock, especially like in front of you know eighty thousand people, would have been legendary. You know, um, looking at also one thing that I want to shout out before we kind of move on to the bad uh, shout out to um, shout out to uh, Bel Air. She has defended the championship and is undefeated three years in a row and has retained or won the championship. So uh, I know personally she's not one of my favorite wrestlers, but I thought that was a cool little trivia fact. You know, oh, and the. Uh... Uh, her entrance. Uh, does anyone know the backstory to? Uh, I heard the backstory. But why don't you go into depth of the backstory? Because I only know uh, a little bit about it. So if anyone know her entrance, she came out with uh, you know a group of girls that was just like her. Uh, I think the main one that she was with. Uh, her mom died that that day. Like I don't I don't even know if that that's scheduled or not. But her mom died the day of WrestleMania of her match and. Uh, Bel Air came up with the idea to have them all come up for entrance. Uh, so I thought that was really, 
that was really good of her to do that. Yeah, yeah, that is that is class act by Bianca. Bianca Belair has always done that. Has always been like a class act. She's uh, like a modern John Cena in a way, and she looks and like the girl looks so happy. You wouldn't have thought that. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, I, I love Bianca. Great, like I think she's really good in the ring, and I also like just enjoy seeing like what she does outside of the ring, outside of the company. She just seems like a very nice person. Austin, she does do, she yeah, she does, she does do a lot of you know um, charity work on the outside as as a representative for WWE. So yeah, no, she's got a good heart. So and and she's got she's got talent. So yeah. I mean, Full there's no denying that. Yeah. So could be, like could be a mainstream star, could be huge, like a huge uh, person for WWE to have. Yeah, like I like I said, I'm not a huge fan of her character, but she is a modern John Cena, and. I thought her and Asuka killed it. That was probably my last, like, last really notable match I can talk about was Asuka and Belair. I thought both had great entrances. Both, like, it just, I want both figures of the two if they can make them or a canvas card or a canvas plaque. Like, I feel like that would be a cool, like, souvenir for just that match in general was great. You know, yeah, I wish Asuka would have won it, but I think in the long run, like, you know, looking at Bianca, I think she's going to be one of the best, probably one of the best notable women you know, wrestlers on that roster or sorry, superstars, if you want to talk WWE terms, but I thought that was really cool. Like I didn't know the backstory until really until Connor explained it, but I liked the backstory with that entrance. I thought, you know, that was a really special entrance. So, yeah. All right. You guys want to talk about the bad now? I'll talk about the bad and then we'll get into the ugly. So um, the first one for me was the women's showcase. What entire nation was that? What was that? The it, tag the tag team? Yeah, like it was almost as bad as the men's. I kind of thought that Chelsea Green carried that match. And uh, uh, what's her name? Sonya Deville. Yeah, Sonya Deville. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, you know what? I, and I agree. Um, I Chelsea did put on. I mean, when she came back, I was kind of skeptical. I was like, "What are they going to do with Chelsea?" Like, I don't get what they're doing with her character but when her and you know sonia deville got in there and they and, and they're doing their things and then that dive off the type that top broke up that i didn't expect chelsea green to do and the only reason she was doing it was to get away from raquel rodriguez <laughs> um and, but i have no idea what that match was i i feel like it was just a match just to get ronda wrestlemania win yeah basically that, that's yeah. basically what it was and i'm just like this is the worst idea ever like she just came off recently of that injury and they're like all right we'll keep her out of the ring and then oh look last second put her in there get her get her get her to put the arm bar in so they can win like it's just like the the dumbest thing like ever well because if you look at it then why don't you just do like a singles match or just a normal tag match at that point you know the rest of the women you know on that you know um uh shanti blackheart did great um chelsea green like uh just putting this over like her like facial reactions, her screeches, her her movement, she had definitely improved, especially with her time in the Indies and the Impact Wrestling. But then again, you know, her husband is Matt Cardona. Her best friend is probably one of the best you know women's wrestlers in the world. You know, so it just you know I'm glad that she had at least a moment with WrestleMania. But man, that finish! Like you literally had two wrestlers that weren't even in a matchup all. Like I swear they were maybe one or two small spots. And then at the end, have them, you know, have, you know, um, Baszler and, you know, Ronda come in and take the victory. Like, 
I thought that was very sloppy booking on a multi-man match. And I'll get into the men's match here in a little bit, but gosh, that was a waste of a match on the card where you could have had a good woman's story being told. And I don't want to hear that AEW does, does a bad job of their women's division when obviously you had that train wreck. Yeah, I was... That was a train wreck. Uh, wasn't there two? Wasn't there a six a six women tag, and then there was a there was a men's. Was was this one with Trish and Lita in it? No, that was uh, from night one. This one was night two. That was damage control versus them, right? Yeah, Yeah. I fell asleep during that match, so I don't know what happened during that one. You didn't miss anything. I miss that bad. Like you have, I mean, I mean Trish and Lita, like they're they're like two of the best. Well, in WWE history, probably one of the two best legends in that entire company that that really put the women's vision on the map. Well, not on the map really, but they took it to the next level uh, with their matches in the past. Uh, but besides that, uh, it it was okay, and it looks like Bailey is a uh, MIA. It, it looks like. Uh, from what she tweeted, and time to eat. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I, I told her, that that's why I came up here to do the podcast. <laughs> time to eat. Still uh, living at home sucks sometimes. But uh, if you guys want to eat, it's tomorrow on Dynamite. Uh, that's oh yeah, watch. dude. Tomorrow segue. Oh my goodness. Oh yeah, there you go. <laughs> Tomorrow's gonna be a great show. So make sure you guys uh, subscribe now and uh, join us for our Dynamite watch along at seven central. Yeah, but uh, yeah, Chelsea Green's always been one of my favorites. Uh, I, di- I, d- I didn't expect them to be the one to carry the match, but they did. But uh, Natalia and uh, Shotzi of Black Color is pretty good as well. I yeah, like shout that. out, shout out, to, shout out to Natalia. She just she this is her fifteenth year in really? in WWE. Yeah, this is her fifteenth. She's been with WWE for fifteen years, and finally getting you know. Doing the WrestleMania uh, on the card is just—it's an—I mean, especially with her, you know, her family uh, history and everything like that. I gotta give a shout out to my girl uh, um, Natalia. So, Natalia, like, she's one of the ones I wish would have had some more time in the sun. I wish she would have another championship run, at least one more before she retires. I felt the same way about her husband too, Tyson Kidd. I—I thought that guy was such a good ring. Yeah. He was so good in the ring, and then just his career ending so short, you know. So it's, it it kind of sucks, but you know, I think he almost died. He did, yeah. He yeah. almost died. Yeah. Yeah. He almost died. He was what this close? Well, he was mm-hmm. a certain spot yeah. of spinal cord or his back? And- it was yeah, it was a, a spinal cord. Yeah, Joe's pop up power bomb. Yep. It sucks because he was probably one of the best in ring technicians. And after that, he became a complete. Uh, if, if you don't watch Total Divas. I don't know if that was an act or what, but oh my god, it's it, it, <laughs> who knows at this point. Look at the whole John Cena house rules thing. Yeah, I don't think this came from WrestleMania, but now you're getting discussion about Total Divas. Isn't it gonna be in Barbie? Yeah, John Cena, you get cast in Barbie today. Uh, don't see that now. Um, if we're continuing our talks about bad, um, yeah, yeah. let's 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 talk about Pat McAfee. Oh gosh, why is he back? I I don't know what's going. On. I, I I like him as a football player, but like, and like I don't know why WWE keeps bringing him back. I guess so they can make a mark out of uh, Michael Cole. 
um because really? michael cole just loves pat mcafee uh so i don't know like that that was just bad and then you get george kittle involved in it i'm like what are we doing like this feels like the wrestlemania where freaking gronkowski came out and freaking trucked jinder mahal like yeah. i was like you're just getting football players now just involved in everything so i wasn't, I wasn't there a football player that showed up during that segment yeah george kittle yeah, George Kittle. Yeah, Forty Niners. Yeah, Screw yeah. I hate George Kittle. Sorry if my fiance is watching because she loves. But you can't hate him because the one game that the Forty Niners played, um, um, Penta was there, and him and George yeah. Kittle traded off stuff, like because George is a big wrestling fan, so Penta, yeah, like, Penta was there, and like Penta gave him like the mask, like Penta's mask, like yeah, for Forty Niners. So that was pretty cool. That's I my just, only favorite George Kittle moment is when him and oh, I just wanted to <laughs> dick him because like he was just such a cocky, ignorant um, jerk during the Cowboys game. <laughs> I wanted to deck him in the face because I'm well, like, I'm a huge Cowboys fan, so I'm a little biased there. But yeah, but you know that was I I, I just don't I'm not a huge I I do not like his commentating style. I think he's too over the top, too annoying. Um, I was trying to watch the Rose Bowl this year, and he was commentating. It was just being a complete jick. Like he was, I just I can't stand him. Like I would rather <laughs> listen to the Miz constantly on commentary. I remember you told me that. I remember you told me that, and you had to cut it off. But the football game. Yeah. So it like, was like he, like like doesn't he get on the doesn't he get on the announce table for Shinsuke? Yeah, he did the whole like, and then he did the, like oh my god voice clip that was everywhere. From busted open to every freaking other wrestling podcast sides ours, like I just yeah. I cannot stand him. I'm sorry, this is a little tangent, but, um, but but I thought but I thought nobody liked uh, Mauro Ranello for that. I'm not a huge fan of him either, but at least he knows how to commentate and actually knows how to do a range and actually be intriguing in a match. I just personally like his voice, but I'll take him any day of the week over Pat McAfee. Um, Mike brings up a very good point. Snoop Dogg was something else, and we'll get to that when we get to the ugly because, um, yeah, that's uh, they got a fun, fun, fun um, callback to uh, a certain individual's dad during the Royal Rumble. So, you know, yeah, um, what about you? anything else that was kind of bad for you guys? Um, I know for me, um, I hate it. I'm sorry. Oh, no, it's fine. I've just been waiting to talk about this. Just uh, here comes the money. Here comes the money. Shane McMahon returning. Oh, and then... All right. Well, we're going to do one of my ugly segments now. Let's go. Oh, is that your ugly Shit. segment? That was, that's, an, that's ugly for me, dude. That was ugly yeah. for me. Let's, let's do it. Let's talk about it. Go. Okay, then. That's how. Let's yeah. Go. Shane McMahon returning. Thoughts, all of you guys. Thoughts. <laughs> I think he was trying to pull his dad from the Royal Rumble, you know? <laughs> How to have a special WrestleMania moments? Oh man! Like tearing that, the quad, and Jeez. then he just looks up and he's just like, "I saw it too." As soon as he landed and oh. fell, I was like, "Oh, something's torn. Something is torn." Because he just collapsed in that mat, and that was not planned. Yeah, I'm like, "This is this segment's going so bad and ugly right now." And then, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, Snoop Dogg had to save the damn yeah, thing. I'm not gonna lie, I I preferred Snoop Dogg in that one. He actually looked a little more believable than Shane McMahon. 
It just sucks yeah. that you can hear the ref on the uh, on a microphone saying, "Hit him with the people's elbow." <laughs> like Man. you can hear the ref. Yeah. She's telling Snoop, "Drop the people's elbow on Miz." Mm. Like you're like, turn your mic off. <laughs> we can hear yeah. you call. Yeah. yeah, that was just an ugly segment altogether. And yet, you can't get someone like Bobby Lashley on WrestleMania, but you could put yeah. Shane McMahon tearing his quad. It must be a Vince. I bet Vince booked that. Oh, yeah. he must like, have. Vince fired his own son, though. Like, yeah. he not <laughs> but I don't know. McMahon, McMahon twiddled his mustache and says, "Hmm, what does WrestleMania mm. need? We need a Shane McMahon. We need my fifty-year-old son." Who has like thirty pairs of sneakers blowing his quads out? That's what <laughs> yes. he needs. But I'm honestly, I'm so glad that that moment happened because that was so funny. Like, like obviously, I'm, I'm, it's <laughs> yeah. he might be injured. That is, and it's never fun to laugh about it. But I'm laughing anyway. Like it was, I would be hey, lying if I said I wasn't. For me, laughing. he comes out. I'm ready to cut the damn thing off. Then the next thing I know, he's in the ring, and then bam, he's on the ground. Oh my gosh! Like. I don't want to hear anything about AEW's talent getting hurt when yeah, they have like a fifty-year-old man who tears his quad just by stepping in a ring. At least Dante went out the good. Well, uh, at least Dante did some cool shit. That yeah, was gonna, yeah, that was gonna be my ugly. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, we'll get, yeah, we'll get to the ugly in that one. Um, <laughs> I think another one for me that was just really bad was the tackling match between Osmos and Brock Lesnar. <laughs> No man, how you pronounce it? Oh my gosh, that was that was shits. No man, I'm an almost sapien. I love that. (laughs) It's it's so funny. That that's my goat. That's my goat. Like oh my gosh, like uh, he looked better. Like I'll give him credit. He does look a lot more improved. But if I had to see another damn shoulder tackle between that match and John Cena and Austin Theory. I was going to break my TV. <laughs> and then the men's match. And then the men's match. All I see is Braun Strowman just running on the outside and just shoulder tackling people. Hey, honestly, that, that man's match actually goes into my good column because I actually did enjoy that showcase match with the really? men. It wasn't that bad. It wasn't as bad as the women's. But the men's had some good moments, you I know. Um Braun Strowman with a frog splash from the top rope. Nobody yeah, ever seen Braun cool. Strowman do that. Oh, you Chad know the cons- Yeah, Chad, Chad Gable, Gable with the with the with the belly to back suplex. Like that's just I mean that's a moment. Like yeah. I I honestly think Chad Gable is so underused right now as as a wrestler. And I would love to see him reinvent himself on the, like get, get more work on the indies too, because I think he can, he can do that Cody Rhodes route where <laughs> Cody left WWE and made it like, just made it big in the indies. I see someone like Chad Gable doing that. I can see Chad Gable winning like, like independent titles. Like I, I can see that, but he's so yeah. underutilized at WWE. I, um, there was a couple things that took it out of the match for me. Um, besides all the shoulder tackling. Um, Connor and I discussed this, and whoever was in charge of this camera angle should be fired. Oh, but man. Otis, my man, I get. We're men. We sweat. We work hard. We sweat. We sweat more. But you probably should have kept, kept your shirt on or had a different mm. material because it looked the close-up on his backside – it was just nasty. 
Like, that really took me out of the match. And I'm sorry, Otis. Like, I'm not trying to body shame. But I think you probably should have had a different material for your um, attire that night. Not okay. just the cloth. Oh, are, you, are you talking about the, the Otis swamp ass? Yes. <laughs> okay. Like, yeah. I'm sorry. Like, but or at least don't do that direct camera angle like this. Like, seriously. Like, you, you had the camera angled up. Like, <laughs> It probably wouldn't have been as bad if you would have done it differently. Oh my gosh! Yeah, they're like this shots for the ladies. <laughs> Some cameraman was like, it's "Oh Mandy man. Rose." <laughs> Some cameraman was like, "Oh, my buddy's gonna love this," and he points the camera, and then the production oh. cut. Production truck accidentally cuts to it. Yeah, like I, said, I saw that. Just... I'm like, <laughs> that's what I did when I saw that when yeah. that camera yeah. cut to him. I was like. Bleh. Nope, I get nope. you're sweating and you're having a big important match on WrestleMania, but Doug, you know your body better than we do. Like you, <laughs> you know that it's bad. Please, like wear leather. Wear you know something that doesn't show. Leather would be so disgusting to wrestle in, though. Yeah, oh my but as a fan, so you would horrible. not see. And if you're already sweating, feeling gross, anyways, and some creepy fan will buy it. Uh, you didn't have to tell <laughs> me that last part. <laughs> tell me I'm wrong. Um, but yeah, like that for uh, me, I, don't know, I just it was better than the women's match because at least every participant had some kind of moment in the match. So I'll give it that. So I, I, I didn't rank it as on my bad list. Um, Connor, what about you? <laughs> what, what did you find bad? Uh, oh, the Logan Paul and Seth Rollins. Um, oh, we're gonna get there too. I have a special spot. The zip line. Oh my god, Bret Hart's was, there. What, what the hell? Back and forth. What? Bret Hart's literally there, seeing that, and to see them do that again, that shows when some man's there. <sighs> and what if? And what if the same thing would have happened? I know now though. You see, it's like it was more safety and like. But they should strictly never, ever, 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 ever do that again. I don't want to think about that anymore. Well, uh, I think they're trying to pull off like Shawn Michaels. So like, I didn't he know. ain't gonna be Shawn Michaels. I I, I didn't <laughs> see anything bad with it because it wasn't like being dropped. Yeah. Uh, you know, it was a zip line that obviously you could see the restraints and and if it, if he did fall, it wasn't going to severely hurt him. Yeah. So. But it was just one of those things. It was just, I have a, I have a spot, I have a special spot. That's why I haven't talked about that match yet. But yeah, I don't know. It was just two dicks going at it. That's basically all I saw in that match. They're both annoying. I was having that one bad. Uh, I would talk about one, but I think it should be the ugly. Um, I don't well, know. It, it was. There's a lot of. Weird segments of the show. Like the one I want to talk about is the ugly. Uh, All right. Well, do you guys want to talk about the ugly now, or do you guys have any more bad segments? Can't really think of any more bad because then we've already co- covered all the bad, really. Yeah. And then we'll start. Like I so said, we'll get into yeah. detail um, after we start talking about the ugly. We'll we'll start talking about what happened after WrestleMania. I think Aiden's got a good case behind that, so I'll I'll, I'll pass it over to him here in a few minutes. Yeah, like that. Ugh, it's been a crazy last few days. Um, did you guys love the my favorite advertisement mania? Did you love how they were advertising, 
you know, our favorite Paul Brothers energy drink and cinnamon toast crunch. Okay, you. Your most serious, most serious feuds. Another freaking promo crap again for freaking sponsors. I would be I upset if I cared at all about the match. So. Is that is that drink it? Like uh, like KSI, if anyone knows what that is, was oh god, was yeah, that was that was ugly know, too. Yeah. Freaking KSI, man. I think hey, I, I took a splash through a table. I'm I not think, too mad at that. I think WWE's gonna I'm start having like all the YouTubers like uh, they'll have uh, Ricecom next, and they'll have oh, oh this is, and that's gonna be their down. That's gonna be their downfall is getting all these like, freaking YouTubers, man. Right, we'll get we'll get Ricecom. Uh, who else? Uh, they're not gonna get PewDiePie. Um, Can I get Mr. Beast, man? Imagine what Mr. Jacksepticeye. Let's get an Irishman in there. <laughs> okay, I'm not going to lie. Having Markiplier on the show would be kind of cool. Only could, you get Jack, could Jacksepticeye be like the manager for the Brawling Brutes? Yeah, there you go. So look Good. at that. Vince, like, call us up, buddy. Oh, like, we're yeah. on your level when it comes to shit. The comments are something else. I know, right? Mike, I can see that's, that. That's yeah. kind of a crazy thing yeah. to say, Mike. Not gonna lie. <laughs> not, yeah, I'm, like, I'm not gonna pull that one up. That's, yeah. what I was, that's what I was laughing about, and then you brought Omos, and that made me laugh even more. Oh, man. <laughs> no, man, I'm an almost staple. Yeah, I'm just, I'm just surprised that the demon didn't come out. You know, but hey, covered in that um, would have been a better segment. Here. That would have been a better segment than that whole <laughs> thing with Shaman Man. Yeah, but uh, yeah, that. That's that. I just love. I just. It just is crazy what happened. It just. Ugh. Um. I to be honest with you, thought Cena and Theory belonged under the ugly category because it was both bad, ugly, and disappointing. Yeah, that's not the original Cena I remember. It's been, he, it was basically a passing of the torch thing that I I really didn't need to see. That, it was almost yeah, as bad as. Um, Kurt Angle versus Elias, or not Elias? Um, Baron Corbin. Baron Corbin. Baron Corbin. Oh, yeah. Don't say that. No. Yeah, that was, yeah. Amateur wrestling star Baron Corbin. <laughs> oh <wrestling>. man. <laughs> uh, it should have been Chad Gable, right? Like that's the consensus. I, that, yeah. I mean, it should have been. It goes okay. back to my statement, Chad Gable. Like, yeah. Mm-hmm. The, the you know the guy, he's no longer a kid. Like he's a man now. He's like Charlie Hoss and Kurt Angle in the one. Yeah. Benjamin. Too. Yeah. Dude, if he could leave WWE and go to like Impact and wrestle against Josh Alexander or a Speedball Mike true. Bailey, like, dude, he would have like five, six star matches. I thought he would be a, I thought he could be a world champion uh, if WWE would ever. Of course, they're never going to thank him as a world champion. Nah, man, he's Shorty G. What are you talking well, about? Well, that's the thing is, a lot yeah. of people are, that's one thing that um, WWE <laughs> fans specifically, they cannot grasp that concept. That you can have somebody besides Rey Mysterio, because Rey Mysterio is the only exception to this rule. But they have to be big, beefy boys. Daniel Bryan, you had you had Brian Danielson. Yeah, Brian Danielson. You had had the exception, but that's only because that crowd got behind him during summer of if it wasn't for that yes movement, yeah, he wouldn't have been in that spot. Well, yeah, I, don't, I don't think we're ever going to see another yes movement because no, no. currently because there's an alternative and because the wrestling community is getting smarter and smarter, they're starting to like smarter fans are going to leave WWE <laughs> and start watching like, AEW. Like uh, the moment AEW started, like you start to notice the crowds deader and deader and deader. 
Then there's, yeah. there's pumping noise in the crowd. Everyone's left and they don't care enough. That like WWE hey, fans, no matter what, they're gonna just accept whatever happens. Of course, there's some nights like right after Mania, like yeah. pay per views, like you'll get hot crowds, but like that every week aspect. Of, no. Well, you, well, you also you look at the dynamics of a crowd too. Like I, I, I even watched the stand and deliver pay per view on NXT. That crowd was dead. Like they sat the entire time. Like if you watch an AEW, even on a Dynamite or a Rampage, that crowd's standing a lot during a lot of things. They don't sit down. But those crowds at WWE shows, they're always sitting. They don't. They don't react. Mm -hmm. Yeah, WWE crowds, they sit on their hands, and then always like they'll pop for something, and then. I'll see, like, how has anyone ever been this over in like 10 years? And it's like literally watching an AEW show, this happens every time. It's so yeah. insane. Well, like, if you look at it, um, it's sad when you see an NXT crowd that is quiet. So, mm-hmm. um, Bully Ray posted this tweet, and I thought this is a great one to quote uh, since we're talking about this. But ROH fans became NXT fans, and the hardcore NXT fans left and became AEW fans. And all that's left right now with WWE fans are the ones that generally like sports entertainment or they just like tradition. Seems about right. Because mm-hmm. think about it. Yeah. It, it, that's why WWE is still popular is it's tradition. You know, you can bring your kids, you can bring families to it, if they're wrestling yeah. fans or not, and have like be like the circus and just watch and watch a show, not a pro wrestling show, a television show. Yeah, there was someone uh, on Twitter like, they need that fair minimum, like not catering just one demographic. Yeah. Like uh, at least AEW, like it's different demographics. Like, you know, you got the hardcore fans, then you got, uh, when, when you know, like the hardcore fans for like yeah. Boxley, Jericho, like people that you know. Then you got guys like, uh, you got the New Andre- Japan. Yeah, like New, New Japan. Japan. Yeah. Like uh, Bucks, guys like Andretti, Be Moriarty, like those guys. And now, uh, like, I, like I also heard this one time that everyone grew up watching WWE nowadays. Now the kids growing up today is going to be growing up watching AEW, and they're like most prized wrestlers going to be like Darby Allen, Jungle Boy, uh, you know, there's, there's a lot of other ones. Uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Basically, but basically summed it up with that over a comment yeah i myself have been watching AEW longer than i have watched wwe when i started watching wrestling in 2014 i started watching SummerSlam 2014 the first show i ever watched and i only watched it because i saw an ad for it and brock lesnar was on it and me and my dad used to watch ufc so i was like oh brock lesnar i want to see him and so i stopped watching it around uh it was shortly after extreme rules 2015 and then i started watching AEW because i saw Oh, I think it's because I saw Luchasaurus, and I was like, "Oh man, this dude looks awesome!" So I just found like a clip on YouTube, and then I started watching it on TV. And I've been watching since 2020, and so I've been watching AEW for nearly three years at this point, and I've only watched WWE for a year and a half. So I feel like for me, it's like AEW is mostly what I know, you know. And I feel like it's going to be like that for a lot of people, especially give it like five years. And that's yeah, that's and that's what I was. I mean, we've talked about it, especially with me, with where my age gap is. I grew up in the attitude era and mm-hmm. the ruthless aggression era. I, I, I lived through those eras of uh, WWE. <laughs> I remember those days when the news broke out that world wildlife federation was suing WWF and they had to drop the F, but it wasn't just that. It was also a lot of behind the scenes stuff. I mean, I think we've all seen the episode of um, plane ride from hell 
um, on Dark Side of the Ring about allegations against all these wrestlers, against, you know, the stewardess, and that they had to change their image. You know, I lived through that. And then it was getting to that product where I'm like, I can't get behind this this product anymore for a while. And I would go back and I would and I actually switched over to Lucha Underground. I watched Lucha Underground for like three years where there's a three year gap where I watched that and not WWE because I enjoyed more of Lucha Underground's what they were doing in their in the ring and their storytelling over there than WWE was. And so I, when AEW came around and I saw it and, and, and like for like first time in like 2020, I was like, holy crap, this is awesome. This is the wrestling I remember back in when I was a kid. Like the, the like the matches are great. The story's great. You got these factions. You got these individuals. I loved it. I loved it. And that's kind of what drew me back to loving professional wrestling. And, you know, now like watching WWE now, I can see where they're trying to get back to what made them what they were. But again, we will talk about it, about all the behind the scenes crap going on with everything the last few days. You know, and it's crazy. Um, that's actually a good segue. Um, I probably can't top that, but uh, I'm 21. I definitely did not grow up in the Attitude Era. Uh, if I did, I'd be lying. But I started watching TNA, but I also watched – my uncle got me in the WWE and TNA, but I, I, I remember most of TNA. I watched AJ Styles first when he won the TNA World Championship. Uh that's probably like one of the biggest moments I went I witnessed like watching. Uh the first WWE thing I remember watching is Randy Orton and Shawn Michaels. I don't know what it was, but much from the ruthless aggression era, I'd say two thousand and six to I I got a wrestling two thousand eleven. Like oh my god, like trying to find some love for wrestling, like there was no alternative, you know, Hulk Hogan kinda put the end to TNA. Uh I'm just rambling now because I can't. I can't talk with Adam. So. Well, I think that's that's what's interesting about our yeah. group is that we have different spots of where we came into wrestling, and I think why we have such a love for AEW. Um, one, you know, you look at what ha- has happened the last couple of days, right? Tony Khan is at least pretty steady when it comes to how he manages his team. Of course, there's been some quirks and some issues in the road, um, but. You don't have as you know if something happened to say Tony Khan, you know you're not going to have guys walk out if you know automatically. You know you have to have a good reason. You know you're not going to have you know last minute script changes as much. Mm-hmm. And Aiden, I think I'm going to pass the torch over to you, my friend. Um, why don't you give us a brief synopsis or give us a brief explanation of the sell of WWE? and some issues with some talent and possibly maybe not having Jay White join WWE. I think you covered it the best. Yeah, there's there's been a lot of news these past three days, huh? So first up, the WWE sale to Endeavor, which for me personally, that's the company, for those of you that don't, that don't know, that's the company that uh, owns UFC. And so I think... It could possibly, it depends on how hands-on or hands-off they are. If they're hands-on, I think it's a very bad thing because I worry that they would try to go to $80 pay-per-views just like UFC does, which is atrocious. Not worth um, it. <laughs> yeah, no, it's definitely not worth it, especially when you're going to have, you know, Rock, not Rock, I'm sorry, I just read Rock in the in the chat. 
uh, Roman Reigns versus Cody end with, you know, uh, distraction interference finish at WrestleMania. Like, could you imagine? I can't remember what pay-per-view it was, but it was Daniel Bryan versus Randy Orton. And the ending of the pay-per-view was Big Show coming in when he was, like, doing this whole sad gimmick, and he would just knock yeah. out both guys. And that's how the show ended. Imagine paying $50 for that show, and that's how it ended. Like, no, I don't see, have yeah. that trust in WWE to give me a match like that. If I'm going to pay $50, it's an agreement for you're going to give me a match that should have a finish. It's going to determine these stakes, and they're going to do that. And that's not worth it for me. See, I don't mind having a bad finish in a match, but or like, or a finish that I don't like. But the thing is, you got to make sure it works because if it's just Big Show coming out and knocking out people, what's the point? I would like WWE. There's like from top to bottom is not worth <laughs> eighty dollars. Like, like last night, if 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 they would have done that, the the and I had the pick a night, I had to pay it to be night two. Uh, mainly just for Rock, Rock and Brock, Roman and Cody. Uh, but doesn't UFC? Well, I think, well, I think like, didn't WWE charge? Used to charge like forty or fifty dollars, but UFC charges eighty something, don't they? Like per fight. U- UFC UFC usually it depends on the card for UFC. Um, if there's big name fighters on the card, they'll they'll charge an upwards to almost a hundred dollars for a pay per view. Um, just yeah. because of those big name, you, I mean, you look at names where you had uh, like John Bone Jones when he's on the card, they charge How much a lot. Was that last one, yeah, when he that, won the that last one was like that last one was like almost like ninety, eighty, ninety dollars. That's so like it's it's ridiculous. Yeah, like, but, but you guys have to remember when UFC started, it actually did start as an ultimate fight thing. Like there was yeah. there was no rules. Like there really wasn't. It was the. It was. Um. I keep forgetting that the guy's name is like Art something. But Art, who created it, who was a car salesman, he created that. If anybody knows the story of UFC, um, basically what it is is the guy named. I keep forgetting his name. It's Art something. If someone knows in the comment, let me know. But Art started in the nineties, and he thought, what would he was really good friends with the Gracie family, the the Jitsu family Gracies, and and basically what they did was. He thought the Gracies had the best style, and the Gracies even said, "We have a style, fight style that nobody can beat." So Art Davy, that's who the name is. Art Davy said, "Let's have a competition and get all these different fighters and see if and see who styles the best." And it literally started with eight fighters. I mean, when he comes out, we could talk to him about it. But Ken Shamrock was one of the original yeah. fighter in UFC. And so, um, and so you started out with eight guys. With it was Gracie, it was Shamrock, it was a boxer, it was a kickboxer, it was a sumo wrestler. You had all these guys. That's how it started. And they did do it on pay per view. But back then, that pay per view was like cheap. That pay per view was like forty bucks, forty fifty bucks, and it was like that. And and you looked at that. That was almost like every other WWF pay per view that I remember watching as a kid. Every WWF pay per view, I had to beg my mom to order because. They were like 50 bucks. Like, like yeah. I still want to watch it, you know, but, but that's how it is, you know, with, with pay-per-views and with UFC, I mean, they're just going to charge an upward of a lot, depending on what their card looks like. And the hard part is you look at it, you know, WWE kind of saturated, you know, saturated the market when it went to, you know, the network and then on Peacock. Cause think about it. I watched WrestleMania for five bucks. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. You know how sad that is? Like, it's like you've saturated your own market. That's why people don't want to spend fifty dollars to watch AEW or fifty dollars to watch any pay per view. They don't want yours twenty dollars. Like I you know, 
like AEW is normally run up to how much like forty nine ninety nine. Yeah. I say like they only do four quarters a year. Like, like you're you're guaranteed to have like at least more than two matches that's going to be good. Like from the last pay per view, Moxley Hangman good, main event good, uh, trios match good. Sorry, three matches. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I think it's easier to justify the fifty dollars for an AEW pay per view than it would be for twenty dollars for a random my, WWE uh, pay per view. Like the only my, one that you might be able to justify. WrestleMania would be like, backlash. My uh, yeah, like exactly. uncle kind of came up with this term, but I just call it slop. Slop. Mm-hmm. My my grandpa kind of made bad dinner one night. We just call it slop. So, so. it's it's because they do they do a, a single pay per view every single month. Sometimes they've done they've done two pay per views in a month. Yeah. Like like why would I pay a huge price every single time to watch it? Imagine it's how much The Rock versus Roman would be. Oh my gosh, they would charge like a hundred bucks for that. Yeah, per night. They do two <laughs> nights. I'm, I know I know this isn't UFC, but do you anyone know how much Conor McGregor versus Floyd? Money Mayweather was on pay per view. That was like eighty dollars, man. Because <laughs> like that was like a big money fight. I watched it and I was very disappointed in it. I was like, "This that's just so disappointing. Yeah. <laughs> it's the most disappointing fight I've ever seen." I I just pirated all that stuff. Like uh, for the the last, not the last, uh, whatever pay per view it was for with John Jones was it two eighty five. I think so. Yeah. We, I just went over to my friend's house. We just connected <laughs> it to my computer, put it on the TV, and didn't have to pay a penny for it. So, I mean, you're, and that's another thing. It's, it, it goes back to the days of like Napster, of when you're just getting music off of the internet yeah. for like free and you don't <laughs> have to buy a whole album. That, that's what streaming is now. You're basically, you're basically taking these pay per views. Like, there's sites where you can watch free streams of stuff. If yeah. you know where to go and, and they're mostly overseas and trying to find it over here in the, in the States, you kind of <laughs> have to go to like a foreign website to kind of do it, but yeah. it's possible. And like that, that, that's what, that, that's also a killer too. Yeah. <sighs> um, so what, what are big things have happened in that you like part of your, uh, your notes that you left here? Like what, What's uh, some other takes you want to give us? I've got a lot, but I want to I want to look at what the chat's saying real quick. Right now, uh, mm-hmm. Jason Miller's asked, "What are some of our fave Mania matches?" So I just thought we yeah. should do that real quick. Okay. Yeah. Um, well, I have a whole like that's the next thing we're gonna talk about. Oh, so, okay. Yeah. So, like I said, so, yeah, it's coming up. Like it's just. Uh, so, uh, I do want to mention this, uh, Mr. Jacobs. Uh, he's been coming a lot. Uh, thanks for uh, for tuning in. I know some uh, yeah. some hijacking, but. Uh, I had to point that out, Mr. Jacobs was on. No worries. Yeah, like I said, we just have a lot. Like I said, we've had uh, this is probably one of, one of our most in depth conversations we've had and, on talking uh, elite. I do see Mr. Jacobs, uh, Austin vs. Rock, when Austin <laughs> was my favorite. Yeah, um, that one right there was probably that that was one of the ones that really kind of shifted WWE's needle. Please subscribe. Uh, yeah. Yeah, please subscribe. Yeah, we uh, like so we do shows like this every week, plus watch along. So it's yeah, it's a lot of fun. And Mr. Jacobs is one of our great panelists. Uh, fortunately, he couldn't make it tonight, but you know, I'm glad he was able to watch for a little bit. So thanks, man. Uh, always a pleasure to have you, at least in the chat section, if not on camera. So, you guys want some more news? Because I've got a lot of news. <laughs> yeah, drop drop the news real quick, and then we'll get to our uh, most iconic moments. Okay, so we've got a. Uh, let's see, we've got. 
here's going to be some contract news. Uh, it'll it'll grow in, in relative importance. Andrade's contract, apparently, according to him, is up soon, and he's nearly 100% ready to wrestle. I don't know what he does. He's burned the bridge with AEW trying to get fired. He can't wrestle for NJPW because of his commitments to uh, AAA. Yeah. And he could go to WWE, and he probably will because that's where Charlotte is. But under Vince is what he's going to be there. Yeah, so, that's the reason he left. Yeah, I mean that's another possibility. Maybe him and Charlotte start a family. Who knows? I mean that that could be yeah. also a possibility. Maybe take some time off. You know, mm-hmm. maybe, yeah, maybe he does take some time off. Try to rekindle his relationship with AW. That's that would, if you want to be fulfilled from a creative yeah. standpoint, that's probably your best bet. If he does want to just work and be on the road with Charlotte, though, I yeah, don't see how, why he wouldn't. His contract uh-huh. does expire next year. Oh, he said in an interview recently that it was up soon. June so. 2024. Oh, well, well just lied in. Aren't, the aren't a lot of those? Uh, aren't a lot of those contracts up in June of 2024? Yeah, in AEW, a lot of them are. Few of them, yeah. Uh, more contract news. Bailey, people are speculating that she is gone because yeah. of a tweet she made, as well as on the Raw after Mania not being mentioned at all as part of Damage Control. What? Uh, yeah, like they never said Bailey's name. And so, she wasn't even at ringside, I heard. No, she wasn't. It's Jeez. causing a lot of speculation. We don't really know. Would so, you sign her to AEW? Or I would, personally. Okay. I, I mean, mm-hmm. to add fuel to the Outcast versus AEW originals, maybe. But again, mm-hmm. if she leaves, she's got that 90-day clause that she can't compete. And is Vince really going to release her? I, I don't think it'll be Vince because I think it was when oh, yeah. Endeavor yeah, purchased USC. They made a ton of layoffs. Technically, and, oh, they did, didn't they? I didn't Endeavor, think yeah. Endeavor's stingy with their money. Just look at uh, look at Nganu. He left. He walked. He didn't. He wasn't getting paid enough. I didn't think about that. It's gonna be there's if you if y'all <coughs> the April fifteenth releases that happen or every year are bad. Just wait until I'm Endeavor scared. really gets. Wouldn't like, they gone. see that people want to leave because of one person? Wouldn't you just fire that person so everyone stays? But, like, I doubt yeah. that, that I, they don't it care. It would be reasonable, but, yeah, they don't. They know WWE's going to be profitable <laughs> yeah. no matter what they do. Because the person said that he wasn't going to allow Vince Man to retire or something. He was, but he was on the ESPN or something. Yeah, they did an interview, and he even said, he goes, I wasn't going to let Vince McMahon walk. But look, but look with UFC, Dana White was had that whole controversy of, you know, punching his domestic, You know, domestic, yeah. and he's still in charge of UFC. Yeah, I mean, slapped his wife, and then like a month later, had a show on TV called Power Slap. That is exactly, so crazy. exactly. Like that I don't know if you insane. have this in your notes, uh, but to report that one person, like a one top paid star, is yeah, one top talent, top of the card. I wonder talent if that's, is, I wonder what that's Bailey or I think it might be or Drew McIntyre. Drew McIntyre is my next one. Yeah. Uh, apparently, his deal expires. In about, I don't know if it was at the end of the year or if in a year's time, but apparently both sides are not close to coming into an agreement. I don't really see Drew leaving. I feel like he, like WWE, really loves his type. He's fast. He has the the look of a superstar. Uh, he's charismatic. I think he, he's already won a title. It's it'd be kind of crazy if uh, if he did walk. I don't I don't know where he would go. I could see him back in Impact. I could, if AEW wanted to, they could afford him. But I don't think I don't really see the fit. Yeah, 
Um, and then two more for contract news. Jay White is apparently not going to WWE yeah. or the PWI Insider. I saw, and, saw reports on that one. Yeah, I and wrestling I think he would have won if Vince wouldn't have came back. I think so. I think that's no. a, that's a fair this, take. This changes everything. Mm-hmm. I think I think he was supposed to be Cody's partner last night. Is that correct or? I don't think no, so. Specu- it's speculation. I, I thought. No, I think no. if he was going to debut, it would have been like attacking like Rollins or something. Yeah. But uh, I don't think he's. I don't know what he does because if it's not WWE. I'm speaking of, I was like they like they would have changed his segment right in the ring. Yeah, I saw that he's like leaning over to get to get his mic, and they're like talking yeah. to him. That was crazy. Um, but yeah, Jay White. I don't know what he does. Does he go to AEW? Because you have. I, think he, I mean, he's he's got a good relationship over there in in AEW ROH. I mean, there's so much you can do with him. I mean, I, I mean, also like you got Forbidden Door coming up soon. So I mean, you can, you know, you got so many good matches you can have Jay White with. You know, so. I mean, that's that's probably, in my eyes, the number one spot I think Jay White lands at is AEW. If not know. that, maybe he ends up on Impact, but I don't know if they'll be able to afford him. And what do you do with him on Impact, you know? I think you, if he is an Impact, the only thing you can do with him is pair him with Ace Austin and Chris Bay as both. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But if he's in AEW, I think you pair him with, uh, with Juice Robinson, who's talking about Bullet Club a lot. Mm-hmm. Uh, who is it? Um, Adam Cole. I I feel like Adam Cole has to be a face though. Yeah, he has to be a face for now. Yeah. And my biggest problem is that Bullet Club should not be alive. Like it's been going on for so long. They've kind it, of ruined Bullet Club in, in Japan. It's it's just been yeah, it's been going on for so long. It's like the NWO at this point, you know. Like because mm-hmm. I was a huge Bullet Club mark. I saw the jackets, the shirts, but oh yeah, man, I shirt after right really kind of after you know the gorillas left. It, just fizzled. I don't I know where he goes. Like the problem is that the purpose of a faction is to increase the stock of everyone in the group, and it did that for everyone for years. Yeah, for years. It's done that for yeah. Prince Devitt. Uh, it's done that for everyone who was involved with that. It did that for Styles, Styles Omega, for Buck, Omega and the Bucks especially. Cody, and then JY Hangman. came in. JY was good as its leader, and it did elevate him for a bit, but it's. It's no longer. Also. It's ran out of juice. You know, it just doesn't work. Yeah. And then I think really evil and that. Oh, out. House of Torture! Oh, don't get. <laughs> so oh. I came up. I, I just came up with something. Jay White and the House of Black are going against Malachi Black. That seems like a really good match. Jay White, Malachi Black. It would be a good match, yeah. but they're both heels, and it'd, it'd be kind of weird to see them go against each other. Or Pack versus Jay White. Pack and Jay would be good. Pack and Jay White would be very good, but. I don't really see where he goes. Like it feels like AEW is the place he's he's gonna go. Like where else besides AEW? I mean Impact, I guess. And like Ring of Honor, but he would. I feel like he's the he would easily be the biggest person in Ring of Honor if that's the case. He would have to be the face of Ring of Honor. He would he have would, to, I mean, yeah. if he does go to AEW, I could see him as a really good international champion. Yeah, I can see him having that AEW international title. I see him as world championship material, but the problem is AW has so much world championship. They, material. You got they've already got a story going there with the pillars, and I'm actually enjoying that story. I'm that loving throwing that, Jay yeah. White into that. I, I don't see it. You kind of want to build them up to it. Mm-hmm. I mean, you look at a lot of T- TNT champions kind of fought their way up to a world title match. So Which, you kind uh, of probably want to start Jay White there, have him yeah. maybe dethrone Orange Cassidy and take that international title. 
I think the only person should be dethroning Orange Cassidy is Roosh. He has fought tooth and nail for every opportunity he's had. He's been given it, and then he took it and ran with it. He is like, he is what people wanted Andrade to be, and he has earned, he has taken, and he has earned Andrade's spot, in my opinion. Uh But Uh, like Jay White going to, sorry, can I just finish my thought real quick? (laughs) Jay White is like a like world class talent, but there's so many people who should be. AW World Championship who have, or AW World Champion who have been there for longer. Mm-hmm. I think like Eddie Kingston, Swerve, Keith Darby. Lee's in there. Darby, yeah. Uh, there, there's a ton more that I'm just like blanking on right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, Malachi Black, that's like a pack again also. There's just so much. Um, and yeah, Jay White is great, but at what point do you like keep bringing in these guys can you put them? Can you afford to put them behind on the list, or do you have to move them to the front? I don't think it's like correct to move them to the front of the list. Yeah, I think the uh, Ring of Honor needs a few. Him and Kalai will be pretty good, but I don't know if you put him on Ring of Honor. Yeah, I don't know. All right, well, in is there anything else that you want to bring up? Um, let's see, let's see. I don't really have much. Just some. Just kind of more funny news, some kind of, some kind of funny news. Uh, Zero News has been caught in compromise to a permanent end. Uh, their, Zero News, according to Zero News, deleting their, their account. So that's that's kind of a W. Uh, Billy Corgan said that Tyrus is someone who draws heat just like Andre the Giant used to do, <laughs> which was that's the really worst it. take I've ever heard. And uh, what else? I Duncan like Tyrus. <laughs> Dante Martin seems to be uh, went to the hospital. Has already been released. I I, I think so. I'm pretty sure that's yeah. What he, uh, Tony Khan even posted about it. he actually went and saw him. Yeah, that's that very cool of Tony. So hoping yeah. for Dante to recover soon. <coughs> um, what else? Uh, just what, what would you guys rate this year's WrestleMania weekend? Six out of ten. Mania kind of uh, killed it. Six out of ten, seven out of ten. A super card of honor was my WrestleMania. I'll, I'll yeah. give it a six, six and a half. Yeah, I, I think I agree with that. Uh, just between, just between, like everything else that was not WWE was really, oh, really good. Nigel McGuinness. Oh yeah, everything outside McGinnis. of WWE was yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, we didn't talk. We didn't even talk about Nigel McGuinness yeah. coming back. Yeah, like I messaged Aiden that, or I put in the group and then. He yeah, was I was like, setting up my my stream to watch, and then I see it, I'm like, no way. <laughs> <laughs> like that was probably the the return of the weekend. Oh yeah, remember how uh, Nick Khan said that there was going to be some some returns? All we got was Pat McAfee <laughs> and, and Shane. Shane, <laughs> yeah, great returns. Aiden, what are you talking about? Yeah, that's that's world class talent. Great Man. job, Nick Khan. You know exactly what we want. There's only room for one con <laughs> in professional wrestling. Oh. <laughs> and it's the Wrath of Khan from Star Trek. In my soul. <laughs> I, just, I, just, I, just see, I just see Tony just like doing the whole Cody look. The, <laughs> like it, it it's seriously like it's it's just so wild to me that I mean I, I'm not trying to be biased here because I like professional wrestling compared to sports entertainment. But um, before we start talking about our fair mat, you know, fair, fair moments, let me ask you guys this question. Do you think WrestleMania has lost its spark and is now just a travel destination? Pretty much. Yes. 
Yeah, I think so. And like, if if this year doesn't prove it, nothing will to you. But it hasn't been prestigious since like thirty one. Yeah, like thirty 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 one thirty five era. For for thirty five, I guess. I was just thinking of like when, because 35, I think you could argue it was like a WrestleMania, but like 34 and then 33 and 32, those are just yeah. like 32. Like, like the, everyone was ha- have the Ross was injured and they yeah. came up to put like one of the best WrestleManias. 33 was like the last top to bottom, like feuds, like Seth Rollins and Triple H. Like, like that was a very good storytelling. Yeah, uh, and of course the next night. Well, obviously, the, like the Hardys coming back, that was something else that I never thought I'd see again. I just always think of thirty two, where where it was like a was that that was the one where it was it was Roman versus uh, Triple H in the main event, right? Yeah, with that like thirty minute match that it it felt like like wading through like I felt like I was swimming through oatmeal watching it. You know, it was it was just bad. Yeah, it was very slow. Mm-hmm. Which yeah, like I said, it's that's why that's at the time when a lot of people were losing faith in Roman. It's crazy how things change. Well, it changed it's, because they finally listened to the fans. The people are like, "Oh, turn Roman yeah, heel," and then they turn Roman heel. Oh, surprise! And now, and now he's had the title for uh, two years. <laughs> well, oh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And it's just like it's that repetitive story. It's like, dude, I, I think I know what you guys are trying to do. You're trying to kill Hulk Hogan's record because. That that's basically what it is because Hogan has literally left a bad taste in everybody's mouth in WWE. He's basically burned bridges in WWE. Again, that I don't think he'll ever be. Yeah, I mean, he's there. There's been talks that he's because of his you know off kelter personality now and his views that nobody in WWE kind of wants him around anymore. Yeah. So it's like it's like now they're just trying to break that record of. Hulk Hogan, just so it can be, it'd be like, oh, Roman beat it, so Roman's above Hulk now. Yeah. So, but I agree with you. Like, it's just WrestleMania has just become a destination. I mean, when yeah. next year's in Philadelphia, like, <laughs> I don't uh, know where you pick that uh, out of, like that city. So for NXT tonight, fans are chatting fire events already. That's insane. Wow. Yeah. Wow. At okay. NXT. <laughs> yeah. That's that's bad, but uh, I feel like Hulk Hogan. the The problem with it is Hogan's DNA has been in the company since the eighties, yeah. And you've seen that with your like, like, older brother. I I just mean like uh, <laughs> I just mean like there's like one guy you have to build the tent pole around. You know, come on, it's, brother. It was Hogan, it was Austin, it was Cena, it's Roman Reigns, and you could argue that it worked with Austin. Yeah. But I don't think it's because Austin was the tentpole guy. It's because you had guys surrounding him like The Rock, like Triple H, like right. Shawn Michaels, like The Undertaker, like Brett. Yeah. And so it's really only worked for that because you've had such a good team around him. Like, it, it doesn't work. Like, one guy does not work. No. All right. Well, thanks, Aiden, for that wonderful news. That was a fun, fun segment. All right. So, when you guys think WrestleMania, um, I'm going to address this question, and then I'm going to give you the first one that comes to my head, and I'll have the, I'll ask you guys as well. And we'll just kind of bounce off back and forth on moments. Um, when I think WrestleMania, I think the first thing that comes into mind is from WrestleMania 3, when Hogan was the first man 
to slam Andre the Giant. And that whole story is just very simple, fun. But I feel like that was one of the first big WrestleMania moments that we have in wrestling history. Even though Jake the Snake was the first person to body slam Hogan, or body slam Andre. So, I don't know, for me, that was like the one that just sticks out to me. Um, Adam, what about you? Like, when you think WrestleMania, what's that first thing that comes to your mind? Uh, WrestleMania 10. Um, Shawn Michaels doing the frog splash from the top of the ladder on top of Razor oh, Ramon, yes. uh, doing their title match. Um, that, that match, uh, that match watching it as a kid, I, I was like, that's phenomenal. I was just a little kid. I, I mean, I, man, WrestleMania 10, that, mo- that was 95. I was eight years old and watching watching highlights of that match and just seeing Sean doing that, that that's the I mean there's a reason Shawn Michaels is known as Mr. WrestleMania. It's because he has moments like that. So seeing that um for the first time and thinking WrestleMania, that's an image that kind of spurs to my head. Yeah, uh, that one I forgot I, I didn't put that one on my list. I should have. But that frog splash was probably one of the best ones of history. And he didn't even win that match. Razor Ramon yeah. won that match. Yeah, crazy to think that one of the best moments comes to the loser of a match, but that hey, that was probably one of the best one of the best eras of wrestling. Uh-huh. So, Aiden, what about you? When you think WrestleMania, what do you picture that comes to your mind? Well, I feel like for one, it, it, and I'm going to go with a more recent one because yeah, that's no just the era that I grew up watching. But uh, Daniel Bryan at Mania 30 has to like that is. Yep, it, it spurred like that is one of the last organically grown moments. It's not the last, but it's one of them. Uh, it, it inspired so many things. Like look at Kofi Mania, like yeah. it has done. Like that moment is should be ingrained in wrestling history. Uh, for a moment for like me personally would be the the Seth Rollins cashing in at Mania Thirty One. Oh, uh, he just did the the swing the over the head. It's iconic over his head when the fireworks are going off. Yes. But yeah, if I had to choose just one moment, it would definitely be Mania 30. Uh, you can get rid of Michael Cole's "The Miracle Kid," "The Miracle Kid" on commentary. Ugh. That was kind of that was kind of that was kind of icky. But that was as know. bad as the knee. Oh my gosh, the knee. <laughs> yes, like was... Miracle on Bourbon Street. That's a good call. Like that's that's a good one. But when you're yeah, Michael Cole, calm down. Stop. Calm down. What about you, Connor? Well, this is gonna be. Uh... Probably uh, Stone Cold versus The Rock uh, when Vince McMahon, or I mean, Stone Cold turned heel and joined Vince McMahon. That was a good one. Anything with Jim Ross plastered on it, like any like Stone Cold base, really, like anything with Jim Ross's voice plastered on Stone Cold was like Stone Cold. It, it gave you goosebumps. Like mm-hmm. he made you mad. He made you cry. Like every mm-hmm. moment that Jim Ross yeah. was in. Uh, everything with his voice plastered on it. Uh, Triple H versus, versus Batista when Triple H uh, uh, basically passed the torch to Batista, kind of. Yeah. Uh, Brock Lesnar defeat uh, and in the undefeated streak. That seemed like a, a WrestleMania thing. Uh, well, duh, yeah, it was. But uh, for it to end, like I remember the ball headed guy just in utter shock. <laughs> And like that guy is still famous to this day for do, for like that moment, like yeah. everyone was just in shock. And like I wasn't even watching wrestling at that point anymore. 
and I missed <laughs> I missed that moment. Uh, yeah. uh, the, the the TLC matches. Uh, TLC number two, probably the one where at with Jeff Hardy's uh, Edge spear him off the ladder. Yeah, and and all the cameras flashing like you don't see that anymore. Oh, wrestling. Like, I missed the camera flash. Yeah, like not one. Like no one does it anymore. Like like those big moments, and then the flash, the flash photography is just going crazy. Uh, mm-hmm. I could sit here all night and talk about anything, Jim Ross. Uh, My God, it killed him. Shawn Michaels and Undertaker, twenty five and twenty six, is really good. Yeah, uh, WrestleMania twenty two, Edge versus Mick Foley. Uh, there's a lot. Uh, I, I know Jim uh, Ross. I got, I got, I got one more, and it might be controversial, just because of one of the people involved in it. Shoot, but two thousand four, the end of WrestleMania twenty with Eddie Guerrero and Chris Benoit. I was about to bring that up in the middle of the ring. Um, that that for me, knowing where, knowing where I've seen those guys come through ECW. I remember I was watching ECW as a kid and watching those guys on ECW. And finally seeing them in 2004 winning world titles. That was, for me, that was a moment. You know, um, the sadness of what came after with Chris Benoit, um, which is another thing I I guess I'll touch on quick and not really stick with it too long. But that's another thing that the health and safety of professional wrestlers nowadays, um, I feel it's not a hundred times better than what it was, but it still needs to be kept an eye on uh, just because of, of head injuries and, and just serious injuries like that. I mean, these men and women are taking bumps uh, and, and they can seriously have head injuries. I mean, look at Finn Balor, you know, with that ladder to the head, you know, the, uh, the other night and it, the split, um, it can happen like that. Um, so ju- just the thought that, you know, these these men and women are putting their their lives on the line for for us. You know, to have, let us be entertained by what they're doing. Um. So, but I will say that that moment of those two hugging at the end of WrestleMania 20. As as I think I was a sophomore in high school, I was tearing. <laughs> I was a sophomore in high school, tearing up, going, "This this is awesome. This is awesome." I watched these guys as a kid in ECW, and now they're world champions. It's one of those things that it sucks that you know it's hard for people to talk about it because of what happened with Benoit and then having you know Eddie pass shortly after that too. You yeah, know? both of those guys were some of the best in ring technicians, and unfortunately, due to you know what happened, you know, unfortunately, we cannot talk. You know, we well WWE or the wrestling, you know, wrestling like the wrestling media, we can't talk about it as much. Podcasting, we can, but it's a hard. It's so hard to see, you know, that moment and then know exactly what happened after that. Um, if you want to talk about another great, um, if you want to talk about another great, you know, match and moment um, was Bret Hart putting the sharpshooter on Stone Cold Steve Austin, and Steve Austin just covered and drenched in blood. Like that yeah. one was probably the best selling of any move I have ever seen any submission hold the double course, turn. Yeah. The double turn. It was, it was Brett went from face to heel and stone cold went from heel to face. Yeah. Crazy how things like that happen. And just to, and looking at, looking at that, I feel like 
that one's plastered on the then now forever and will always be that pinnacle of the you know almost a golden era of wrestling yeah um another one that i think gets me emotional you know i didn't watch it live because i wasn't watching wrestling at the time but was that i'm sorry i love you super kick uh to rick flair from the heartbreak kid Shawn michaels Smack 24 yep and just seeing the emotion of both those you know wrestlers rick flair's last match yeah, I was gonna say last match. Yeah, we knew what happened after that. Yeah, it wasn't but, going anywhere. Yeah, but just you know that moment in general was you know you had two of the greatest wrestlers of all time, and then to have Shawn Michaels retire, you know, one of, probably the greatest you know heels in the wrestling industry. Well, supposed to you know how that works, but we can say the same thing about Shawn Michaels and Undertaker at that point too, you know. Um, because that was you know looking at looking at um that super kick, that or that or sweet sweet chin music, sorry sweet chin music. That one was probably one of the best you know finishes to a match I've ever seen. Like I would say yeah. it's probably number probably top five like all time finishes. Um, Kurt Angle and uh, who was it? Kurt Angle and Shawn Michaels. That was a really good one. Mania twenty one. Because when I think Kurt Angle at WrestleMania, I think of him and Brock Lesnar. And Brock oh, Lesnar yeah. breaking his freaking <laughs> yeah. neck and doing a freaking yeah. shoot. Yeah, WrestleMania 19. Yeah. Yeah. I, like, I, I remember the documentary that Mr. Man was like, don't you ever do that again. <laughs> Which is crazy because he knocked it out in OVW like it was nothing. Yeah. He did it on WrestleMania and all broke his. And then I, like, I remember in the battle, like him getting mad at everyone trying to check up on him. and. <laughs> Yeah, the broken freaking neck and almost a broken freaking neck. Kurt Angle, uh, not many. Chad Gable is the only one <laughs> like today's wrestling that has his reactions like he's literally crying. He can't get the win. Then he's he pulls the straps down and he's cussing the referee out <laughs> like like literal tears. Like Jim yeah. Ross in those type of matches with Kurt Angle is. Something special. Mm-hmm. I love the the pulling the straps down only to pull them right back yeah. up. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's a, that's a moment that I love. But yeah. Um, yeah, I think that is definitely Kurt Angle's best uh, mania match. It's but insane to me that uh, if you Kurt want to talk Angle... about Perk Angle, that's a whole different Kurt Angle. <laughs> oh. Perk Angle. That's a whole different Kurt Angle. It's crazy to me yeah. that Angle doesn't have any five star matches from wrestling newsletter. No. No, I, I think he deserves. Uh, I think the the Michaels Angle twenty Mania twenty one one deserves one. There, there's so only true. I've only given seven matches in Mania history a ten out of ten, which is because I, I haven't seen all of them. But I believe his match, his first match against Samoa Joe was really good when Samoa Joe was undefeated in TNA. Like like that was like a dream match at that time, because Samoa Joe is basically the next up and coming talent that's not in WWE. Kurt Angle well basically gets fired from WWE. Yeah. And that match like a very big dream match. I, I didn't live through it, but just going back and watching it, you can just feel that that was a dream match. Yeah. One of my I, personal favorite Mania moments. Sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. You can go. No, I was just going to say, I'm I'm with you, Aiden. There's maybe like five matches in WrestleMania history. I gave 10 out of 10. So yeah. I'm very picky with my match ratings. Like, uh, if something's like truly, if I feel something's like truly perfect, then I can give it a ten out of ten. But like that's a that's one case. 
But uh, one of my personal favorite is the Firefly Fun Firefly Firefly Funhouse match between yes. John Cena and Bray Wyatt. Try saying that ten times fast. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> because like, there's never been like such a meta thing that WWE has done where they have openly been like, "Yeah, we're the bad guy here." And I was like, "Wow." Yeah. That's insane that like someone like greenlit this. Like Vince being the like a yeah. demon puppet, and he's like, you have to be a body guy. You have to do this, yada yada yada. I bet he wanted that though. I bet he signed off on it. I bet Vince didn't even like watch it or like read the script. I think for he it. did. I think he just liked the humor of it. He's like, oh, I can laugh at myself. Ha ha, demon. Ha, funny. Ha, that's good was, shit, pal. He was probably also thinking, think of the merch. Oh, the merch we can do with these Vince dolls. Oh, yes. Yeah. <laughs> but like, I've never, shit. like, I've never seen like such a laser focused like character assassination in any form of wrestling yeah. other than but, that. I think the nuances to the Firefly Funhouse match was probably why it's one of my favorite cinematic matches of. Of any company, like I put it up there with Matt Hardy's, you know, final deletion. You know, oh, just yeah. going through the fate of John Cena's career from Super Cena to you know the prototype, and then to what happened if John Cena turned heel and and you know joined the NWL. Like I loved the nuance to that whole story. You mm-hmm. know, it's very like almost like it was for not just a casual fan, but it was also for like us, like smart marks, for example. You know, for example. Oh yeah, like. It played a lot to like our critiques, especially about cinematic matches. I think that's why I like that one better than the Boneyard match. I think oh, the yeah. smart marks are the ones who, well, <laughs> they go back on their opinion. They, we're, 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 we're more of the hardcore fan base. Yeah. It's, 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 you also just, I mean, it's, 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 it's a quote from Brian Danielson. The fans are fickle. Uh, yeah. It's, yeah. It is the honest truth. Once he said that in a promo, during that ter- turn, that run as the environmentalist Daniel Bryan, yes. I kind of understood where he was coming from yeah, because I'm like, he's it. not wrong because these fans will turn on a dime, but yes. then they're they're weird enough to understand. Well, this is my product; I've got to like it, but I don't like it, but I'm still watching it. You're fickle because you're supporting a product that you don't like, but you you're known of. And, like, I don't know how many times I've read boards on Facebook, wrestling boards, of fans just being marks for companies. I'm like, dude, can we just enjoy wrestling as a whole yeah. and not tell people, don't watch this, watch this, or watch this, don't watch that? Like, it, it is amazing how much fickleness and just negativity and just bickering mm-hmm. you see on the wrestling community. And it's very annoying. Like, I, I hate it. Like I'm starting to hate WWE marks because of it. I'm not saying I hate the entire WWE product. I just don't prefer it. I prefer AEW or, you know, impact. Yeah. I prefer all these over what WWE does. You know, I don't hate WWE. I mean, I still watch the WrestleMania just because it's wrestling. Um, but, but don't tell me, oh yeah, no, AEW doesn't do stuff like this. They're in the trash. No, they're not. They're just a different product. Like I guarantee you, you watch one match and you judge a company based on that match and it might not be a good match, but you're going to judge a company based on that. Well, I think what the issue is, is, you know, you have all those, you have all the naysayers and negativity. And I think it turns people away from AEW because you said, Hey, you're the unsafe product. 
you know, you you don't have you you know you don't have any big stars. Like all your stars are like cruiserweights. So there's and, one right here. Yeah, he's a star. Well, if, if, if you look at it, yeah, but you know, I mean, it's one of those things that makes me just. Then, we we could have a whole other podcast on. This, they just so. proves that they, that just proves that they that they don't watch that they just see some like Garrett's for example, and they go based on his yeah. Opinion. But they don't have, like at least watch the product to say because some people don't, like, don't even watch AEW. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't get how you can like if if you do like honestly watch AEW, and then you just turn around and say, "Oh, this product is worse than what this company is putting out." Yeah. I would just like obviously it's subjective. I get that, but I do not because they can't give an actual criticism of why. They yeah. say, oh, it's because they have no stories. It's like, you're just lying. Like, you're just lying. You're not listening. No, they, might have, they might have stories, but they might not be good stories, but they have stories. I think, like, but the, like even they'll, they'll even say but that the, the MJF, like, title run isn't, doesn't have, like, Danielson's starting face MJF doesn't have stories. It did. Danielson, a little bit into Kesta. Now we're going for the pillars. It's about five. Yeah, well, there's still well, story. Well, if you count both the pillars, uh, through Starks, Danielson, that's like 10 people. Yeah. All right. Well, like I said, we'll, we'll probably discuss this more tomorrow on our Dynamite. Um, oh, you know, watch do, we still, do we still have Heat Lane? Um, not really. <laughs> we're, we're good. Like I said, it, like I said, oh, we're good. I do we're being good. civil tonight, Jason. Yeah. Being civil. If you didn't see his comment, um, Jason says, Is there still heat between me and Connor? Yeah, you know, me and Connor. Well, we'll we'll get we'll get in some good debates on here, but yeah. it's something personal. Like if it was personal, I would have uh, I would have flown out and uh, personally RKO'd Connor through a table. But we're good. Yeah, those might be times that it gets heated, but there's no. Uh, it's not like heat, heat. Like it's not like yeah. I'm gonna get fired from the podcast or quit the podcast or that kind of thing. So. Um, all right. Well, as we start to wind down, uh, I think we can, I think we should just give one more um, moment from WrestleMania, and I think we'll be good to go. Um, so, Adam, what would be your last um, big WrestleMania moment that you would like to share? Oh man, um, nineteen ninety-eight Stone Cold's first world title win against Shawn Michaels. Yes. Um, I, I mean that was that was. I mean, you had the the start of Austin three sixteen the year, two a year or two before with the whole King of the Ring, and it kind of built to that moment, and he finally won the big one, especially with everything he went through, you know, getting fired over the phone in WCW, and doing all those promos in a few matches in ECW, and then finally coming to WWE back when it was WWF, and finally seeing him win the big one and just go on that huge run. Uh, being one of the biggest baby faces in professional wrestling in the late nineties, that, that moment with Mike Tyson counting the three. Yeah. I mean, that, that, that was, that was for me, a perfect WrestleMania moment. Then Shawn Michaels getting punched by Mike Tyson. <laughs> and you got to remember that was when Shawn Michaels took four years off because he hurt his back. Tyson, yeah. Tyson punched Michaels. Tyson punched Michaels. Tyson punched Michaels. <laughs> Yeah, that yeah, you know, that was one I should have put that one on my list. I totally forgot about it. But, you know what's crazy? Just a little side note. Has Mae Young on their list? <laughs> nope. Did she even have <laughs> much WrestleMania? 
I know she appeared at least. I can't. I think she appeared, but like it wasn't like uh, nothing she, against the great Mae Young. She was crushing on me and Gene Okerlund. One of them. Something. Something weird. But um, Adam, just looking at it, like Stone Cold had probably some of the best moments of any wrestler. I feel like he's had more than Cena. Um, I would say he's up there with Michaels and Undertaker. You know, like at least when it comes to memorable moments, especially like at least when it comes comes to retirement. This uh-huh. he's, you know, kind of really stuck to his word of staying retired. I mean, he. I mean, he did come back for that one match last year, and, that, well, and that's true. probably what it was, you know. But it yeah. was it was good to you know because I didn't think a lot of it, that, that him losing to The Rock at that last at WrestleMania. What what was it? Nineteen was yeah. nineteen was his last one with The Rock beating him finally because The Rock had lost to him three straight WrestleManias. Yeah, um, crazy. He had never, that. Yeah, so uh, and so I think that left a lot of bad taste in people's mouths that that was his last match and they wanted to see him yeah. go out a different way. Um, and the fact that someone like Kevin Owens, you know, allowed him to do that it was yeah. pretty cool. Yeah, respect, you know, for sure for Stone Cold. Um, Aiden, what about you? What would be le- one last one that you'd like to share? There's a lot of moments that I really enjoy, like going back and watching. Um, I was I was gonna say the the Shawn Michaels retirement, but we kind of touched on that one earlier when we were talking about Ric Flair. And there, there's two that always get me from one from Mania 17 when Linda stands up in the Vince versus Shane match, <laughs> and then like that match is just stupid fun. But like <laughs> like I I enjoyed that a lot. And then but for me one of like my favorite and like it's like a genuinely like emotional moment is WrestleMania seven when miss elizabeth and macho man reunite that's like that is like obviously it was getting closer to the end of their relationship in real life but on camera at least like there's little better it was a good story ending yeah i agree um connor what about you what would be your last moment you'd like to share um I believe I can't remember which WrestleMania it was, but I believe. Uh, can you guys see me? Okay. Yeah, you're good. You're coming in clear on my end. I uh, couldn't see you guys. So. Okay. Uh, I can't remember which one it was, but it was Rey Mysterio. I believe he beat Kurt Angle and became the WWE World Heavyweight Champion. That was that was WrestleMania 22. 22. Because uh, no, I think it was. After Eddie passed, and then he won the Royal Rumble, he like he was like number one. Like him and uh, Randy Orton, he was number one, number two. Uh, and then Rey Mysterio had uh, had a pretty cool entrance, and then he won the World Heavyweight Champion, uh, which is a pretty good moment. Yeah, um, I forgot about Ray winning that title after everything happened with Eddie. Um, I think for me, there's two matches. I think. That if you go and just listen, I think when you first listen to that reaction, right? Um, the first one is they're both rock matches. Um, first one would be rock versus Hogan. Just mm-hmm. the two of the biggest stars in wrestling, two of the biggest personalities just facing off in the ring. I can't remember how long they were facing off for, but yeah. just listening to that crowd, like it's been so long since you had that much energy. Like you can literally close your eyes and just picture that just from the crowd, you know, sound as it was. And then the next time I got that, 
the same feeling was the first Rock versus John Cena match. Dude. It's supposed to be the uh, once in a lifetime that happened twice. Yeah. And kind of going back to what happened with Cody, you know, that was really the only, that's, you know, to see such a heartbreak with Cena at the end of that match, you know, just seeing that heartbreak. Cause I'm, I was a huge Cena guy. Kind of reminds, reminds me of someone of this weekend on Sunday. Cody? Yeah. It's just, it's just crazy, like, to see, like, see how that match happened. And then I guess it was so successful, they had to do it twice. But I, f- I don't know. I'm happy that the second one happened, but I think they should have promote- promoted it as a once-in-a-lifetime. But other than that, you know, I think that was, like, really one of the last big, like, face-offs without having really to do any wrestling. And I feel like maybe last night, or no, I said maybe on Sunday with Cody and Roman, but it just didn't ha- I feel like it still doesn't have that impact like it had. Mm-hmm. So, no, they'll never be able to have like a Rock versus Cena, or maybe Rock and Roman. Maybe I'd be the only one that could see like so, that really electricity in the yeah audience. All right, well that is going to do it for Talking Elite this week. I'd like to say thank you guys all for watching. I hope you guys had a great time uh, listening to our recap from what happened this weekend to our favorite WrestleMania moments. It was a lot of, a, it was a really fun show, a lot of great discord. Um, I also want to say thank you to Connor, Adam, and Aiden. Thank you guys so much for making talking elite very special and entertaining each week. You guys seriously are some of the best wrestling podcast minds that are in the business today. So thank you guys again for coming out tonight. Uh, we'll be back next week. Uh, we are going to have a fun show. I'm going to kind of do a little fantasy booking a little bit, but also kind of a challenge I'm going to challenge you three with. And I'll post the details in our group chat once we get off air. Um, we are going to talk about some of the wrestlers in AEW, WWE, maybe Impact Wrestling, depending on our list, um, that we think that could benefit um, by either going to a different company or by um, stepping out of their comfort zone and how to get them there. So I'll post the guidelines. I'm still working on that. So it's going to be kind of a, a very fun show next week and has some different ideas and to see kind of what we're all thinking with some of the talents from Jungle Boy to Austin Theory. So I think it's going to be a lot of fun. Um, don't forget, check us out tomorrow night for our Dynamite Watch Along right here on Sun Central Live. Of course, we have conversations throughout the show. We'll talk about the show itself, talk about what's been going on in professional wrestling. You know, there's, who knows what's going to happen, you know, tomorrow. Heck, you know, maybe we'll have Stone Cold buy his own wrestling company. Who knows at this point? So, you know, check us out tomorrow for our Dynamite Watch Along. Uh, don't forget Ring of Honor Watch Along on Thursday. And then on Friday, we also have our Rampage uh, Watch Along as well. Um, Connor, do we have anything in the works that are coming up on the channel very shortly? Uh. I haven't been announced yet, but uh, Shane Taylor, uh, I was supposed to be a month ago, but uh, something came out where fixing to have that rescheduled pretty soon. Oh, cool. Uh, Shane, you know who Shane Taylor is, and uh, Devon Dudley, uh, and contacts with him a little bit. Uh, awesome. And don't, oh, uh, damn, I forgot to say this earlier, but uh, there was an interesting person at Supercard of Honor that uh, no one knows about, no one's talking about, that was backstage. And, and, and it's not Naomi. Uh, Mira was backstage at Supercard of Honor. Really? Yeah. Uh, 
a friend of mine that went uh, said that Mira was was that that they see them go into the building. Awesome. Well, uh, do don't forget to uh, follow us for I all news. I do want to clear this up. Did, did you oh, guys no. argue? We didn't argue. Oh, I, don't, I, I don't feel like we argued. No, uh, tonight was a good podcast. So, just so everyone knows, there's no heat with anyone on the podcast. No one affiliated with the podcast now, at least. Yeah. Uh, but there's no pot, there's no drama in the uh, elite zone that, which I don't think. There's... No, like we're we're all good. So, like I said, we have arguments. That's podcasting for you. I don't feel like so, we had one tonight, though. No, no, like we're we're good, all good tonight. Um, anyway, so check us out on Twitter at All Elite Zone One. Um, we're gonna post a poll of uh, our top three uh, media moments and go ahead and vote. Uh, make sure you guys follow us on Spotify, our uh, Podbeam. Like I said, we are growing in numbers. I think we're at three twenty right now, trying to get to five hundred by the middle of the year. So make sure you guys like, comment, share with your friends. Also, don't forget to share this video and. We'll see you guys next week for Talking Elite.